0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed.
1: It's the true faith Newcastle United podcast. Newcastle United were absolutely fucking fabulous against Arsenal two goals to nil. It could have been more. It should have been more. And you've got Alex here, Simon Campbell, Michael Carlin and Ben Waiter talks about it. We're talking in our Collingwood Street office in the heart of the city, straight after the game. We're all over the moon as Newcastle United fucked off Arsenal in spectacular fashion. Arsenal, no Champions League for you, lads. Where will Newcastle United be next season? Who knows? Join us on Patreon over the summer to find out £6.60 a month. We're going to talk about it lots, but let's talk about tonight, Si. I watched the match with you in the Melbourne stand in St. James's Park. How do you feel?
2: A little bit gutted. Because the season's over now. And that, that was like the peak. That was the, the best Newcastle match I've seen in, in like 10, 10 years, probably more. And I'm good at it's over. I'm absolutely good. At that what this, this, this a ridiculous take. We are. This,
1: <laughs> You'll have your say, Ben. <laughs> Don't you worry.
2: I No, no. Honestly, that, that was such a pleasure to watch, wasn't it? We were so good. We've absolutely like controlled that game against a team that needed absolutely needed to win it. We, we didn't need anything out of that game. Arsenal absolutely had to win or had to at least draw to give themselves a chance. And we've made that so hard for them and then just, just smashed them out of the park. So good. So encouraging. You know, couldn't couldn't beat Liverpool. Couldn't beat Man City. Pretty much humbled by both. But this is our level already. We're like, we can give Arsenal a game. We gave Chelsea a game. We gave Manu a game. You know, it, it's really, really good that we've managed to finish the season on a high like this. Obviously, we've got Burnley next week, which would be class as well. But to finish with, with, a, with a nice home performance like that, give everyone something to celebrate. The, the lap of Honor felt like it meant something. The, the the whole atmosphere in the stadium after the full-time whistle was something that we haven't felt as a fan base for so long, and it was just it was just special. Special is the word right now.
1: Bad result for Bernie tonight. Yeah. Bad result for Bernie. They're watching that. They're all at home. They're watching that, thinking, oh, no. Oh, no. We've got to play this at the weekend. We might have to beat them. And it seems unlikely if Newcastle can replicate that performance, or even half that performance, so good was the performance. Mickey, you were in the corner for this one. How does this rank for you in terms of, you know, it's been, let's be honest, lads, football has been fucking shite for a long time for us, a long time. It's been like a decade of shite, if not more. How was that for you tonight, Mickey, in that context?
3: Well, we've been doing this podcast together, the four of us here for nine years, nine and a bit years now, and it's been pretty rubbish the whole time. Has wasn't the, the it? The podcast really, the games. Like, really, really bad. The podcast <laughs> We've tried our best, you know. I, I think that was one, one of if not the greatest nights St. James's in my adult life. Like yeah. it was, it was one of those ones that you'll think about forever and ever and ever. Like the atmosphere was class. Flags were just like absurdly good. Everything about it was class. And then Newcastle come out on, on, on such a massive stage in a, in, in a game where it doesn't even really mean anything it was, and we were just so good, at, like so good at football. And we haven't, I said to Ben on the way out, like, we've, we've done really well this season, but we actually haven't, like, blown anyone away. And, and tonight we've gone a, a, an Arsenal, fifth place Arsenal, know we're missing a couple of players, but we were miles better than them. Miles better than them. Like they couldn't get near us, they couldn't get the ball. They literally couldn't make two passes. And this is one of the, one of the greatest possession teams in, in world football, and we have just destroyed them in every possible way. I, I was, it was, a, it was a, like, a, a remarkable night of football.
1: Remarkable is the word, Ben. Again, in the corner, in terms of, I don't know, pick one: pre-game, mid-game, post-game. What was your highlight in terms of atmosphere there?
4: Oh, it's a tough, tough one like that. I mean, all through the game, it was unbelievable. Like, I mean, we we I was late getting in because uh, we we'd gone for paint and got there kind of just as the display kind of start. Well, was already going on. So, um, but it looked unbelievable. I mean, fair play to all flags. It was uh, an incredible kind of finish of the season. Um, so well done at them. But just even, even then, I mean, so obviously that gets everyone buzzing. But you, you kind of know, it normally dies off a bit, but it just didn't today. You could tell it was obviously the last last kind of game of the season. I mean, I think we all talked about it being a night game. I mean, Monday night is a killer, but actually like the, the night atmosphere was so good. Um, Just everyone was up for it. And I think the the best thing was, obviously, that the display from the lads kept that atmosphere going. And that's why it was so good, was because we saw one of the most dominant performances from this side, well, from Newcastle that I've ever seen. Um, and when you put it in the context of who it was against, and it's an Arsenal team, as you say, we've had some hiding's over the years. We talked about it recently on the podcast about how we've got a terrible record against Arsenal. Like Arsenal are one of the bogey teams for Newcastle that no matter when, even if Arsenal are having a bad kind of run of form, Newcastle's kind of one of their banker games that is and we've had some horrible results into literally like decimate any kind of chance of them. Um, doing anything. I mean, I, I, I can't see them getting in Champions League now, but it, just everything about it. Like, we were up for everything. The, I mean, the, some of the tackles going in, like um, we said, the the one from Bruno, like, where he absolutely he flies into someone and doesn't even give a free kick or anything away. It's just, everyone was up for it, and I think a lot of that was because of the atmosphere, and it was just one, of, as you say, special is the key word, because it, it just, it, it, tonight felt like this is the beginning of something, because... We know how, like a lot of things are coming, but and it's it's weird it being the last game of the season. But like this, I think is the first taste of
1: what we've got to come, and it's just that f- makes it feel even better. When people, if any of you any of you listen to this, haven't you know might listen tomorrow morning or a few days time, or you couldn't watch the match because you were at work or time zones or anything like that. But either anyone watching retrospectively or anyone thinking back to being at the game and watching on telly? I need everyone to remember one important thing, and that's we were 14th at kick off. So all of those images, all of those flags. The blue star, the, the the golden letters in the east End, the the bit at the other end in the Gallagher with the the image. Um, you have to remember that we were 14th, and there's lots and lots of people out there willing to knock us down at every single opportunity. Snide comments, little digs, uh, or not so not so little digs. Um, whatever they say about us in the future, we we put on that show tonight when we were 14th place in the Premier League. There's teams, Manchester City play against Newcastle United at home and when they score the fifth goal, the ground's like half empty. Tonight, the ground, apart from these two lads sat me right here who were late getting in, the ground I wasn't late, no, no, don't don't punch me with that question. Well, I say I was late getting in, I got there at 10 Oh, well. But it was late enough that the display had already started. Giving yourself 10 minutes there, I reckon. But anyway, the, everyone <laughs> the, the ground is rammed at fifty minutes. And this, by the way, Newcastle are 14th. 14th versus 5th. And 5th have to win, by the way. Arsenal draw is no good for Arsenal. If you watch that game without knowing who is placed where, there is no way you know that Arsenal have got to win that game. You think Newcastle-United are the ones that matter in this fixture. And it wasn't. And, and Well, it was Newcastle-United. It did matter. Newcastle had 67% possession the first half. 67% possession. Domination. Domination and... I don't know, tonight was just a night about... uh, It was a night for all of Newcastle United, I feel, that on the pitch you saw the culmination of months and months of of good work away from the pitch, months and months of progression. Off the pitch you saw a a fan base reunited after a decade or more of of kind of fracturing, of disagreement. And I just feel, and I've said it before, but who who is going to stop us? Honestly, I feel like Arsenal... Arsenal players walking out that to that tonight, they're thinking, for fuck's sake, this is the last thing we needed. They want to come here and they want to play against Ashley's Newcastle Arsenal. The what Ben, like you said, 17 wins in the last 18 for Arsenal. Since Newcastle beat Arsenal in 2001, in that famous 3 1 win at Highbury, three wins in 43 Premier League games. This is Arsenal's banker. This is their easy place. This is the place to come to 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 wash away their fears with a comfortable win. They walk out of there tonight and it's like, oh fuck, it's different. It is different, and boy, it was different. One of the great nights, like you say, lads, I'm absolutely buzzing. Newcastle United deserved it, and that's the thing. It was 2-0, but it could have been 4. It could have been 4. It could have been 5. I can't remember Martin DeBracca making a save, and we're going to get into it a little bit later in the show. I don't know if any of you want to say anything else, lads, just about how this feels right now. But um, honestly, on cloud nine, it's just... I think the symbolism uh, symbolism is that we... We have beaten a team that had everything to play for, and we should like phrases like "on the beach." Phrases like "oh, it doesn't matter" because next season, phrases like "you've already stayed up" didn't apply tonight. And, and Eddie Howe and, and the lads to put in that performance and be better in Arsenal every single department. I'm I'm almost lost for words for how good they've been. It's it's the result we were were like just begging for, wasn't it? I mean,
4: we talked about um, being able to challenge. Just give us a bit of a sign that we could challenge one of the top teams. Um, and we've, we've been, we said we've either been blown away in a few games or we've we've had some like really tough kind of either draws or, or like the Chelsea last minute defeat or whatever, but had kind of done ourselves justice in those, but we, we had nothing to show for it. This is like the first kind of marker on the board to say like that, but that that should be our out le- like that could be our level and, and should be, I think. And uh, that for me is the biggest thing is like, as you say, everything's kind of against Newcastle putting that type of performance and yet that. The, the, the team the club the coaching staff everything they've, they've been able to pull together and pull that out it's unbelievable and uh, I just cannot wait for next season though
3: it's gonna be tremendous isn't it like I was really annoyed like really annoyed when the, the, the changed this game to be on a Monday night and I thought they've spoiled it like they've spoiled it for everyone nobody's gonna be able to get pissed like no one's gonna have that good a night it's, it's definitely gonna take the edge off it and actually it did the total opposite like People have clearly taken the day off work. Loads of like <laughs> thousands of mags have taken the day off work. Like everyone else that's like come straight from work and like gone straight to the pub. Everyone's had a, just a just an absolutely belt night and like genuinely created what I think is the best atmosphere I've seen in St. James ever. <laughs> I do. Tell us one tell us one that's better.
1: No. You you're up there with Arsenal 4 4 fucking eleven years ago and Sunderland twelve years ago. Like you're right. Maybe Man United 3-0, but these are all like pre-2013. <laughs> that's how bad it's been. Yeah. <laughs> but we're dealing decades here as Newcastle fans. Champion. All right, well, that's part one of the show. over. We're going to leave you with some adverts, of course, if you want to listen to this show without adverts. Join us on Patreon. It's going to be a magical week. It's a magical week every week because we're talking about Newcastle United lots, but we're going to talk about loads of this
0: game and loads more as we're heading to Burnley back after these.
1: I think there's only one place to start with part 2 and that's with Newcastle United center forward. Uh, what a performance, you know. Callum Wilson, Michael Carlin tell me
3: about the man. He was just magnificent, wasn't he? Like he uh, like from the very start of the game he did everything you would everything you would want from a center forward. He was he was pressing constantly. He was a, like a like a total pain in the neck for the for the Arsenal centre halves. He was constantly on them. And he was leading that press that that we've done so well at Newcastle like Almiron was joining them. Maximum was joining him. Maximum doesn't press ever, but Maximum was doing it today, and it, that that comes from being properly led at the top of the line by which was done by Callum was so effectively, and then, and then he just scores like he scores. Uh, you know, it's it's like a but he doesn't, but well, but he doesn't, but he but he kind of does. Everyone's yeah. giving him that goal. i have given him it. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like it's, it's, Callum, it's, like
1: it's like your goal. You didn't touch the ball. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, <but give> him <laughs> not look. even anywhere near it, really. But
3: it's <laughs> so you, your goal. What are you doing? Why would you take it off him? Come on, yeah. one of the greatest nights games is Why would take it off? Two,
2: two or three other really big chances. He just deserves at least one goal. Give him, so. the, oh, give him the goal. Yeah. The, I mean, he did,
1: like it was only two nil, but the Premier League need to have a have a look at themselves if they're not going
3: to give him a goal for that volley <laughs> from oh. forty yards before <laughs> <laughs> he went in. Yeah, I was I, I was four stairs down <laughs> on my way to celebrate the bottom of the stairs with that one, and I didn't go in. But you know, uh, what a performance! and it just shows you does not like we've 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 achieved everything that we've achieved in the second half of this season. We've achieved basically without Callum Wilson because he's been injured. Like imagine where we could have been if he'd been Whoa. playing. Yeah, it's, he, the weird thing is you, you want to
2: compare him to Chris Wood, don't you? Which is probably harsh yeah. on Chris really Wood harsh. because it is harsh. Wilson's just a much better footballer. Like. There's balls over the top that you think, well, Wood would have just just watched that and gone, oh, that's nowhere near us, lads. And Wilson's running 25 yards and getting there, like getting there ahead of yeah, Arsenal. And defenders. also getting like getting
3: fouled the whole yeah. way, like all the Arsenal lads were just pulling his shirt,
2: pulling Winning his neck. free kicks, yeah. And then and then he's trying stuff like that volley. He's trying stuff like the little flick that Nelly. It just one deflection. It just goes over the past the post. Like, well. It, it's just he, he is a proper proper centre forward. If he could stay fit, he'd be more than good enough in Newcastle oh, next I'd be season. England. He'd, he'd be yeah.
1: England striker if he
4: stayed yeah. for, without a doubt. Yeah, joined to watch. It. I mean, he, he's Eddie made, isn't he? For hey. uh, Eddie Howe, um, he's literally the perfect striker though. For first, was that right?
3: was that a ready-made Eddie made? It, it was, was, it? was. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but
4: I didn't say the ready. I just said the Eddie. <laughs> but um, oh he's he's so good, and he's like that's the thing. It's it was a pleasure to watch him tonight. Like we as we say, we. He, he obviously has been playing for the for the team for a while and, and we've, we've seen some great performances from him but like you just saw tonight what we've been missing and he was a thorn in their side all night and we're, we've given um Wood kind of some some pats on the back for some of his performances where he's been difficult to play against but I've not seen anything like tonight like they they were panicking every time there was a ball over the top they were bricking themselves because he chased everything he was all over them he was giving them a tough game I mean he just didn't give them a minute a a second kind of rest and okay it was maybe he was off he was offside quite a bit at the beginning but like I think a lot of that comes down to the timing of playing with the team you think he hasn't played with the team for for months um like what what's he gonna be like when we've got like months of them working together like back playing back in form and everything like it's just as I say this just it feels unbelievable because it just feels like it's the beginning of something much much bigger.
1: No, definitely, and it, you know you've mentioned Chris Wood there. It's it's Chris Wood gets analysed a lot in terms of his transfer fee, which is a release clause, and that's not his fault. But uh, I don't ever want to see Chris Wood play for Newcastle again. Like, <laughs> like really while Callum Wilson's fit. The, there is no comparison, unfortunately, for Chris Wood, and maybe he'll get better with the summer and a bit of more time working under Eddie Howe. But ultimately, um, you know, tonight, if you're Arsenal, awesome, you can't let the ball bounce. It's like, do not let that ball bounce because Callum Wilson's ass is going to be in your, like, your body. You're going to be moved <laughs> off the ball, and like you say, it, it, Wilson's got this brilliant ability to foul players whilst winning a free kick. It's like <laughs> he's fouling them and they don't quite understand. It's like he's fouled you and he's falling over and he's got the free kick. Like that, that yellow card, Arsenal got right. the uh, Right at the start of the game, when Wilson kind of again moves his body out of the way and then falls over, and, and the lad doesn't understand. He's like, I don't. Like, I've played football for thirty years. So I don't <laughs> understand what's going on. That's Callum Wilson. Um, I mean, also a shout out to the refs.
4: Well, I thought the
1: re- I thought the ref was giving no, Arsenal I, for, like everything. Like <laughs> it, I did in the first half. Anytime he castle jumped for a ball in the box, in Arsenal's box, it was like free kick. By the way, how funny was um, their goalkeeper tonight? Couldn't he couldn't stay on his feet? Um,
3: saying it, I was saying it better on the way down. Like, how does that? How does it happen in the Premier League when they've <laughs> got like when they've got a bloke who sorts the kit out for them? Like, surely he's been like, "Don't wear your trainers, Aaron. <laughs> put your put your studs on. It's wet." Well, this is this is the thing though. In terms of the performance and. We want to talk
1: about a few more players, but I just I found it incredible the amount of pressure Arsenal found themselves under, and Ar- and Arsenal's response was almost just to be like, right, we're gonna get a half time at 0 nil. If we get a half time at 0-0, we'll probably win this game. And Arsenal had a lot more possession after the first goal went in, as is our, that's our that's our choice. By the way, Arsenal, we the, the, if you've seen us play at home before, we'll give you the ball once we've gone one 0 up. But that's <laughs> our choice to give you the ball. And and Arsenal, basically, they had, they had no answer. In fact, Arsenal, yeah, pass it out from the back, kind of purist, invented it, for fuck's sake. And uh, for about five minutes, Ramsdale's like, I'm going to have to kick this long here. I'm I'm sorry, Saga. <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. You're going to have to go up against my target in the air, and you might not like the results, but I, I, I cannot get through Newcastle's press, and it was extraordinary. For,
4: for me, that set the, the tone as well for Arsenal, because it just looks so nervy. Like, the, as you say, slipped like, and each kick was awful. Like, it was f- sailing ten yards over each player out of play, um, and then that one way nearly gets charged down. Like yeah, it just wow. completely, yeah. I mean, if that goes in, bloody hell! But like, it just, it just felt like they. F- it was almost like hey, that was kind of the, um, the, the kind of poster child for like Arsenal bottling this, like feeling the pressure and just. We, we made th- we made them
3: do that though. With the, oh, one hundred percent, massive 100%. press.
4: We did. But but that's what I mean, like, you, you press some
3: teams and they, they can handle it, like, just, Arsenal just didn't have the backbone for it tonight. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's, a, like, absolutely typical Arsenal, isn't it, like, over the last 10 years, that they just can't handle when someone, like, really gets into them, and that's what we've got so right from the very start. The, the beautiful just, like,
1: thing is that like does, like, yeah, fine, so when someone else gives it to them and someone else presses them, but it was us yeah. against Arsenal at home, and I was saying aside during the game, and it was, like, fucking hell, Leeds, Leeds at home feels like a long time ago, mm. when Leeds were, like, pissing around the pitch. <laughs> Like, unable to get close to them when we nick out with a 1-1 draw and fucking Bruce has stood there full-time with a massive grin in his face. It's like Arsenal have come in that cup final. And it was a cup final, bigger than a cup final. And uh, and we've played them off the park. It yeah. was absolutely sensational.
2: They, s- they spent the whole day getting their arses kicked by Joe Linton, who we've not talked about yet. He was no. really, really good. Oh, he's going to come up. Obviously, Bru- Bruno was excellent, but like oh, just yeah, d- well. in, in midfield, we've just just dominated them. Like I think that's where that game was went, today. Yes, I think... Um, I thought Miggy and Maxi did a really good job, and then I thought the lads who came on. And uh, in terms of Murphy and and <laughs> apart from the chance, they both failed to, to do anything with. But <laughs> Murphy and Fraser looked lively, and then every little aspect, every every player who came on, even Dwight Gale had a chance at the end, didn't he? Like every every contribution, in Newcastle can off.
1: Yeah, well,
4: every, every, I bet, bet Doddsy's heart skipped a bit. <laughs> uh, heart
1: skipped a bit. Just nice right? I was just happy if you could have if, if you were thinking of. Uh, icing to put on that kick was quite Gale <laughs> coming on at the end for me. Little little blast to twenty sixteen, seventeen when we were happy.
2: Yeah. But honestly like ev- ev- every single player has had has had a blinder there. I mean, the only player I thought was having a mare in the maybe the first twenty minutes was that Mighty Target was getting done quite a lot by, by Saka. But then he sorted himself out and then he was he must have covered the most ground in that pitch night <laughs> by taking every single corner, every single throw in, every single free <laughs> kick. Mighty <Mike> Target's <laughs> become the new set piece lad. And um yeah, I, I can't think of an individual Newcastle player who didn't perform at least at an eight out of 10 there. Like, we were just really excellent across the team, including the subs, in a game that meant all at the end of the day to us, really, you know. We'll probably still finish, like, 12th. Um, and that, that that result probably doesn't make a huge amount of difference on that, but that's how much this this matters. That's how much effort and passion this, these lads have put in, and it's just how good's that? It's professionalism, isn't it? Yeah.
3: It's more what, than that. It's more, it's, it does. it's more than professionalism. Like, the... The, the team have clearly bought into this whole thing that's happening in Newcastle. And I think that was really, really apparent in the first half with, with two, two key moments. Number one, I don't know who it was for Arsenal I had the ball in the middle of the park and Bruno just absolutely flattened him. Flattened him. totally legit tackle, but like the hardest tackle you can possibly do without getting booked. Bruno just mulled someone in the middle of the park and the crowd went mental. And then basically the same thing happened again, maybe five or six minutes later, and it was Almiron. Almiron, who, like, hasn't tackled anyone ever, <laughs> just absolutely flattened someone. And okay. you just think then, like, if that's, like, the level of aggression and, like, like desperation to get the ball back, that, that Al- no offence to Almiron, but he's not that player, is he? Like, if that's what you're getting from Almiron in that atmosphere, like, the whole thing, the whole thing is built into someone that's bigger than everyone, and, like, everyone's bought in. And it was just so obvious, and it's so fucking class.
1: Absolutely. I mean, sorry si, you mentioned the two Brazilians there. And yeah, it, I talk about that Leeds game. We talk about Wolves away lots the game before the takeover. Um, but if you told me that we'd have two world class Brazilians, Boston, Arsenal's midfield t- to an extent, and like people like El Nenny and Jack, they're good players. They're, they're really, really good players. They, they didn't get a kick tonight, particularly at 0 0 and 1 0 in Newcastle. They, they really didn't get a kick tonight. And I don't know, Sai. I don't know which one you want to talk about, but I'll give you the floor, mate.
2: Probably Joe Linton, because Bruno was excellent. He got his goal again. Like yeah, Bruno, Li- Bruno scored Li- again, Li- man.
1: Lee I are like, what the fuck, man, Bruno? like, yeah. This should have been a 70 million, 80 ball. <laughs> <life. Transfer> <laughs> like transfer fee. You scored three goals in three years.
2: Literally, we're so the state. He doesn't score much, but he'd yeah. probably do a good job. <laughs> like, He's a top scorer or something. Uh, yeah, Joe Linton was back to his absolute um, dominating best, wasn't he, there? He was absolutely bullying the, the every one of the Austin midfielders, Jacques uh, um, Elneny and we like, were just getting kicked off the ball by him. Basically, he's barged off the ball all the time. There's times when we gave the ball away in slotty positions, but then Joe Linton comes just flying in from like 20 yards away and just wins it back. And then he was very, very aggressive going forward. He was effective. He was linking up with Maxi on one side. He was linking up with Miggy on the other. This is this is the Joe Linton we've kind of bought into. He's, he's, he is a midfielder. He's an attacking midfielder, but he, he links up very well with the attacking three and there's a role there, either as part of a of a a front four or three, out or as part of midfield. Like he's he's showing us that he's, he has a wide range of skills. Uh, imagine that man. Imagine, again. You go back to Leeds and, and before you go back to how he was just just six months ago under a previous manager, who, whose name I won't speak for once. And um, it's just incredible. It, it, the the lad, <laughs> the lad deserves all the credit he's got. He deserves the player of the season. He deserves the ovation he got tonight. He deserves the singing about him. And he was spectacular and then there's bruno but someone else can take bruno
3: i mean he's a genius isn't he like he is a genius uh, that we haven't had a midfielder of his capability i think ever in in, in in my adult lifetime at least the only person that's close is goodbye but he's he's, he's a completely different player but bruno just he's, he's just on another level he plays a, he plays a different game than everyone else like he's so far ahead mentally from everyone else in our team and he was so far ahead of everyone else in the Arsenal team today as well it was just so apparent and what what's just so striking with Bruno is like both defensively and offensively he's constantly on the move and he's constantly in the right place and you don't see that that often where like Newcastle can have the ball basically anywhere on the pitch and Bruno is in space looking for the pass like that is class like it's 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 real class and it takes it, it doesn't just take doesn't just take fitness and it doesn't just take ability like it takes now and it like to get all three of those consistently well like within a game as well as within a season is is really uncommon i i i, I said at half time a day bruno's going to be the best midfielder in the league in two years time and i stand by it like once once de Bruyne retires or moves abroad <laughs> i'm telling you i promise you bruno will be the best midfielder in the league it, the,
4: the thing with Bruno Is he like He looks like He's come from like The Adlamastaya Or something like that Like <laughs> he, He's that fucking good Like He looks like He's been brought up Playing ridiculous Like another level of football yeah. And it's like And he's in Newcastle <laughs>
3: He's a genius And <laughs> like he, he plays so for us good. Like what, How lucky are we That we're going to watch him Like blossom into this? Uh, you know what hyperbolic.
1: I don't, don't want to be hyperbolic But I also feel If you can't be hyperbolic tonight When you can you be um, Kevin De Bruyne's really good Really good player Well done Kevin um, <laughs> but also I feel like Bruno is sensational In every single part of the pitch Like If Bruno if Bruno is covering it right back He's sensational If he's picking the ball up on the edge of his own penalty box He's sensational If he's got the ball in their penalty box He's sensational And there are very few other Premier League midfielders Who I think, doesn't matter where they are on the pitch They're doing a better job than everyone else on the pitch And that's what I feel about Bruno Yeah, That's how good he is And I feel like Joe Litton can get there like, Joe Litton's issue is actually in the box um, but this, Joe, is big, this is big by the way from you like Julieton's biggest ever critic oh those days are gone I mean he was shite no, I feel bad saying <laughs> it but like I don't feel bad for saying pre-takeover Julieton was bad but now he's so good I mean Cy was buzzing tonight because it was another assist before the assist for ASM Cy do you want to give him some love?
2: yeah again I, I think teams like Arsenal look at Newcastle and probably think right as long as we'll keep Maxi quiet, they're probably not going to do any damage. And they've kind of forgotten that we've got Bruno and bloody Joe Linton who are just going to boss the place. So Joe Linton makes the run and two Arsenal players run towards Maxi who then plays the perfect, perfectly weighted pass in front of Joe Linton for that first goal. It's, it's, it's underrated. Like it's equivalent yeah. it's, it's to mighty targets pulled uh, to Willock a few weeks ago at uh, um, Brighton. But it's just, it's, 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 we, we all say that Maxi doesn't release the ball at the right time. He's, he's, he's end product is bad, that was the perfect ball and uh, he needs a little, lot of credit for that Joe and then steams forward 40 more yards and, and sc- basically scores for via Callum Wilson who gets the goal by default and then um, there, there was a chance the first half as well, he's, he's cut inside, he's beat his man. he, he, he plays it hits a really good shot near post, keeper saves it um, that's the only good save a keeper's made tonight to be fair um, yeah he was just lively, I, I think I think. Teams know that he's our threat. They, they make it hard for him. They, they double up on him all the time, and he still manages to find moments of brilliance in a game. And the fact that we're no longer just reliant on him to win football matches makes him look like a better football to me and like he's part of a team. And I thought he was working a bit harder. There's no way we're keeping a clean sheet against Sarson Light if, if, if everyone's not grafting. And I thought he grafted a bit better tonight and he, was, he felt like part of the team. And he looked genuinely buzzing at the end and he looked genuinely buzzing at every time he scored, even though he wasn't getting the credit in terms of the assists or the goals. So there's. there's Th- there's room for him yet in this in this team, and I know he's been a bit a bit marmitey recently, and he, he's he's splitting opinions. But I, I thought he was very good tonight. Uh, I he, mean,
4: he was brilliant, wasn't he? Like, I mean, he, the reality is is that I mean, they're they're obviously their right back gets injured, um, but like I think he would have probably get pulled off anyway um, because Maxi was absolutely killing him. Just had him all over, and he didn't have an answer. There was one point I've literally never seen a player get like an ankle breaker where literally the movement from the the, the winger, kind of the, the body shift, and he literally just didn't have a response <laughs> to knowing what to do, just and he just fell, fell over. Just, he just <laughs> fell over. <laughs> like, it doesn't happen, especially at this level. Um And yeah, like, I, I thought he he was on his game tonight,
1: Maxi. I thought he was brilliant. Let's talk about the end then. The game was great. The performance was brilliant, but the end of the match in that lap of honour will live, we'll live long in the memory, won't it, lads? I don't know who wants to talk about it, but it was just, um, you know... There's not many owners of football clubs do their own lap of honour. <laughs> behind the lads. There's not many clubs like Newcastle United at the minute. It was emotional. Like I was getting emotional. Because
4: just again, to think where we've been and what like what's happening in
3: this season as well. Yeah. This exactly. season.
4: Where we, I mean where we were before Eddie Howe comes in. And we haven't even talked about Eddie Howe. Yeah. Exactly. And it's he's just turned it around and it's there's just so much to come but like I just I just love all of them they're unbelievable and it was like it was great to hear like pretty much every individual player not all of them which I was a little bit disappointed with not everybody got the song but get like yeah. most of the lads getting the song sung and like you can see like they're absolutely buzzing and just the not, the, I mean I was I was taking videos of just that like you don't see scenes like that where the stadium was full for the whole lap like yeah. it was still full I mean there was even Arsenal Arsenal fans staying back
2: were that good <laughs> Just cheering on Jamie Rubin. Yeah, exactly. Go on, lad.
3: <laughs> if anyone, if any listeners have got any suggestions, we want to try and come up with a song for Kraft by by the weekend. Oh, so.
1: f- fuck him off, man.
3: No, no, come on, he deserves it. Deserve it. No, give give, give, give him a song
1: at Burnley. We're, going, every- we're going to Burnley, and, and I and I need Kieran Trippier to be in that team. <laughs> <laughs> he did well, like, by the way, Kraft. Fan, you know, eight out of ten. Yeah, every yeah, time, great, fantastic, but anyway, trippier has got to be in.
3: Of course he does. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not an idiot, but like. I still, I, I, I really appreciated Emil Craft's second half of the season, and I feel like he deserves a song. That's all I was gonna say.
2: How good was Trippier coming on by the way for that one, just skinning these kid loads at <laughs> yeah. footy. Was it yes.
3: was it Trippier that's like yeah, slide tackle him? He was, he was, he was <laughs>
2: making his way into the box to score into an, into an open Milburn stand, and Trippier just slides him, <laughs> takes him out, and wins the ball. That's Bruno so as
3: well,
1: like the Pied Piper, had about sixteen under fives chasing <laughs> him in the second half. Because
3: he's a superstar. Like seriously, <laughs> it, no, though, it is like that's that's what this guy's going to be in this city. Like he's the, he's like the next Cristiano and Aldo for both of you, Like, but like he's going to get there in Newcastle. Big words,
1: big words for a for a big result. Sorry, so it's okay. We're going <laughs> to leave it there. I have to leave people with uh, with the news. We are live at the Stand Comedy Club next Tuesday. Uh, we're doing a live end of season show. Uh, tickets are on sale from tomorrow. It's
2: not a comedy show. It's not a comedy show. <laughs> it's a comedy
1: club, but not a comedy show. May, may, <laughs> uh, tickets are on sale maybe tomorrow afternoon, maybe uh, the seventeenth. The, the show is the twenty fourth. Doors seven o'clock. Um, show starts at seven thirty. Come on down, celebrate with uh, with me, George colgan Craig Hope and Mark Douglas. We're gonna we're gonna review Newcastle United season after the Burnley game and look ahead and maybe get some insight from the guys. What a fantastic, one of the biggest summers of our lifetimes ahead, so please come along for that, we'd love to see you there, tickets are £15, and uh, we should have an absolutely fantastic night, get yourselves along, there might be tickets available on the door, but if we can sell them all in advance we will. Uh, Lads, thanks very much for your time, thanks to everyone who listens to this, like Mickey said, he was wrong. he said it was nine years it's actually been eight Feels like longer we've been doing this podcast. Great to do this podcast with the three lads that we started doing it with all those years ago when Alan Pardew was the manager and Mike Ashley was in charge. We'll be back on Patreon this week, £6.60 a month, for loads more of these podcasts. Please get involved. We'd love to have you along. I think us four will be back after Burnley. Uh, we're all going. Thanks for listening. Speak to you all then. ta
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time,